When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Ears up in depth. We're back in the studio, back in the newsroom today for you, combing through the Disney news that uh, you know maybe you haven't heard about, maybe you haven't researched, maybe you haven't looked into it at all, maybe... Just maybe you're waiting for two very handsome and very smart dudes to come in and tell you all the details about the stories that you may have missed. And uh, those guys can't be here tonight. So, of course, it's myself, Jason, with my co-host, Jeremy. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm great. I'm ready for this. And I'm sad that the handsomer our handsomer counterparts couldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. But, you know, it happens. Speaking of handsome man. counterparts... I don't know where I'm going. Uh, you just came back from the Disneyland Resort. You're an I island did. boy. You're a Florida boy. And then uh, you were you were jaunting over here, soaking up some of our sun. How did that go? How was that trip for you? I've been saying for the last two years, I have no desire to go back to Disneyland. And it's, I haven't. I've really been like, you know, I don't need to go there. Like, whatever. Yeah, kind of same. Yeah. Like, I'm just not into it. Uh, and I ended up booking a trip to visit friends like i didn't go out there for the purpose of going to disneyland and then you know at the at the last minute i was like i gotta go down there and see what's going on like i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna <laughs> buy a day ticket and i'm just gonna go okay right. i also had like i had like a free night award that at, at a marriott property that i had to use before june or it would expire so i was like okay like this is a good reason to like go down there and just get this off my plate too <laughs> Yeah. Man, I hate being forced into into free vacations. I that's the absolute worst. Well, like, you know what I you mean. You know what like, I mean? Here stay stay here for free. No, I can't I can't be bothered, man. Now fine. <laughs> Twist my arm, give me something free that costs multiple hundreds of dollars. Uh, you know what I mean? I just had to I had to just t- check it off the list. <laughs> yeah, for so sure. So it's like, oh, this is actually great. Like it'll work out. I can go to Disney, not pay ridiculous pricing, and I can see what's happening down there. Disneyland, please. Disneyland. Meanwhile, it was ridiculous pricing. I paid over two hundred dollars for a park hopper for one day. Oh. Two oh nine plus tax. That's ruthless, dude. Yeah, plus tax is probably like two thirty. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I was in for like two forty nine or something, like yeah. just to go to that park. For Gosh. one day. Wow. For one day. Um, what day was it? What day was Saturday? Was it a Sunday? What was it? I went on Sunday. On a Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's probably pretty packed. It was very crowded. Ooh. The only thing it was hard for me to say because Disneyland walking you my judge judgment is always how does it feel walking down Main Street? 
Like that's how I decide if the park's crowded. Like if it feels not crowded. So when I walked down Main Street, it actually wasn't terribly crowded. And I was like, oh, okay. I also am, am comparing it to Magic Kingdom, which is literally just shoulder to shoulder, no matter where you go in the whole park. So I was like, oh, I can move and breathe and this isn't terrible. Um, but I think when you got back into some of the rides, like just everything had like an extended queue. There's tape all over the ground because all the queues are just spilling out of all of the places oh, that you they would normally be man which i just found annoying but i i don't know i having done it i was like yeah i was right i didn't need to come back to this <laughs> like, I, I got it it's there good. was nothing there was nothing that was beneficial nothing that uh sort of made you go oh yeah okay you know for what for all its quirks and it's you know issues that it has it's still cool and i still have a good time and i i enjoy being here it's still a nice place to be. Um, but you wouldn't want to live there. I, I, World of Color. <laughs> World of Color was great. I was so happy I got to see it. I've missed that show. I think it's like one of the best Disney nighttime shows around, especially yeah. after having watched the crap Disney World's been putting out for the last two years and Harmonious and Enchantment. So it was like nice to see a really well done show that is just good. Um, but the pro- the problem was figuring out how to watch it. What do you mean? You just go... You have to join a virtual queue. Oh, that's right. And I couldn't right. figure that out. And I'm not that... Like, I know I'm not a genius, but I'm not that stupid. And so also I had a friend joining me later on in the day. But mm-hmm. the, I guess the virtual queue... First of all, I didn't even know that was a thing. So my friend goes, are you going to do virtual queue? Or are you just going to try to find a spot? Like, Because you can... You can, technically can watch it like on the outskirts, but... It's like you don't get the greatest view. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. They make sure of that, too. They keep you moving. You can't stop. Right. There's you know, no yeah. place to really watch it. No. So um, she says, are you going to do the virtual queue? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. What are you talking about? I've never done a virtual queue in my life or anything. <laughs> so <laughs> you sound like such a boomer. <laughs> I've, never, <laughs> I've actually never even used the Internet. OK, what do you mean? <laughs> So she goes, at noon, you have to go on the app, but you have to be in a park. So I'm like, okay. Well, I got to the park at like 1230 because I don't don't rush in. So I'm in the park and I join and there's two show times. So I was like, okay, "Okay." I just, I just, I said, yes, put me, put me in the queue. And it says, okay, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. So yeah, they don't even like, know well, at the it? moment if if there's going to be room. Yeah, you don't know that. It says you're in the virtual queue, but then it says this isn't a guarantee that you can watch the show. So you're like, okay. That doesn't seem and, okay. It doesn't seem right. How right, do I not well, know? Also, I, had, I had advanced dining. Like I had a dining reservation at 7. So I'm like, I don't know. I might not be in time to get there for this. Because you have to, then it says show up 75 minutes, starting 75 minutes from when your boarding group is called. Gross. Which, but it never, it ended up never getting called. But it said, when I looked at it at like 8, 8.15, I moseyed over because I'm like, I guess I'm going to see what's going on. And yeah. I look at the app and it says enter at blue or gr- yellow viewing zones. Okay. But it was like the bar that goes across the top wasn't complete. So it still was telling me to wait, but it was telling me where to enter. So I walk mm. up. I, so anyway, I'm staring at my phone really confused. Like, I must have looked like a zombie <laughs> because a cast member comes over to me and goes, you look a little confused. Like, can I help you? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I just have a Disney podcast that I go on and talk about what an expert <laughs> I am, but I don't even know what, how to watch this stupid show. So I go, well, I'm just not sure what to do. And I said, I showed her the app. I was like, where do I go? What, what, what is happening? She goes, oh, you're in the later show. This is the nine o'clock show. You're in the 1015 show. I go, where would I know that? Like, how do you know that? And I don't. And it says showtime two. So that means showtime showing. Oh, okay. But they couldn't be bothered on the reservation guarantee to put the time. No, they say showtime two, which I thought wow. it was telling me was there are two showtimes tonight because two on its own for a nighttime spectacular is not a time. Two is not a time of day unless it's 2 p.m. <laughs> That's true. Okay? Right, right. So when you say showtime, you say showtime, 7 o'clock, showtime, 9 o'clock. This says showtime, 2. Showtime, so 2. Like, well, that doesn't make – I was like, first of all, that's really not clear. You're, you're supposed to be a tent company. Like, this is really weird. I was like – I thought – because also if you click – there's like another thing to click on, and it says next showtime, 9 p.m. So I was just like, oh, here I am for the next showtime. It looked like I could go to either. Apparently, I'm not very good at using the app. So I said, I go, so I have to wait around for another hour and a half to watch the second showing of this. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, that's not happening. Goodbye. And she goes, no, 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 no. Hold on. She's like, I have some friends. I was like, you better have some good friends. So she takes me over. And I guess this is the, this is where the story turns. And you have to say, oh, the cast members still create magic. Right. Because she's like, she brought me over to this pen, like one of these holding areas that they put you in. Mm -hmm. And I watched it. But I watched it with like a bunch of, I watched it with like a bunch of people in wheel most many people in wheelchairs. And I was like, I shouldn't even be in here. You should not be in there. No, absolutely not. People they're probably looking at you like, what is this? What yeah. is this guy and doing? And then so 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 they have it's like there's like a, a it's like it's at the top level, but then that this area covers uh like it goes down a little bit. So it's like a level, stair, stair, level. So at the top they put the wheelchair people. <laughs> yes, that's and then that's like, what they're called, yeah. They go, they go, go in. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is it. Now it's quarter after eight. I'm like, God, I hope I don't have to pee in the next 45 minutes because I have no credentials to actually get in and oh, out of here. That's right. It's like uh, someone snuck you backstage and you can't, uh, like at a concert, right? And you can't, right. you can't go back to, right, exactly. Yeah, you're stuck. Right. You're forced now to I'm be stuck there. there. Yeah. So I have 45 minutes to kill and I can't have a beer. I can't use the bath, like nothing. I just have to sit there staring at my phone, which is fine. So then I go and I'm like, I said, by the way, it wasn't all people who were in wheelchairs, but it, there was a significant number of people in mm -hmm. wheelchairs. Okay. So I go in the, I was like, oh, well, I would like to sit down. But like, if I sit down in the back, I'm basically at the cast member's feet. So I like went to someone in a wheelchair and I was like, would you mind if I just went in front of you? But I'm just going to sit down there on the ground. And they're like, yeah, of course, no problem. But then 10 minutes before the show starts, the cast member comes around and goes, everybody has to stand up. And I was like, now I'm going to be standing up in front of a person in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why does everyone have to stand up? Who cares? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't even know. How, I don't even know where the story is going. But anyway, I just feel like they did that. I would have preferred that she said, oh, you are at the later show. But let me give you some tips on some real like there are some other places to watch. Like if you go all the way to the end or if you stand on the bridge or like. So I'm happy that she went out of her way and gave me a spot. And consequently, someone in a wheelchair didn't get to have a great view of the show. And no, no, I, it was fine. But um, I'm sure I was just like nervous the whole time. It, it didn't have to be this way. 
is my point. Correct. Right. Well, you had sent me this a tweet um, that's basically a screen grab of um, someone's friend using the uh, Disney chat feature for breakfast suggestions in Disney World. And the chat that they got back, it was, here are a few suggestions for breakfast at Epcot in future world area. And then in all caps, they say garden grill in Norway. And then in all caps, Ackershus Royal Banquet Hall in France, Le Halle de Boulangerie Patisserie. That's all in caps. It's like all the places are in caps, which is very odd. I mean, that's sort of like in general common, you know, Internet parlance. It's considered shouting. So right. like I'm I'm reading this as a cast member who would would talk to me and then they would scream their suggestions at me <laughs> <laughs> whatever and says the following serve lunch before noon electric umbrella and uh, this guy says neither garden grill nor cantina serves breakfast Ashker House has been closed since 2020 electric umbrella was demolished over a year ago it's not called future world. <laughs> all of it was every single thing that the app said it was wrong yeah it's incorrect and then also just formatted in an incorrect manner and it's mm-hmm. like it sort of t- does speak to your to your point you disney you know at its core is is an entertainment company but most of it entertainment comes in the form of technology they are a tech company for better or for worse and they can't get these little interactions right like a virtual queue explain show me the details <laughs> like what is I don't know what's happening with that. I wonder if it's just like, oh, we don't have the manpower to fix it, or we don't know, or we don't care, or maybe a little column A, a little column B. It's weird, though. It's very, very strange for a company that's demanding you pay $249 for an experience. Right. You can't get this, you can't get this level of, uh, of, of, of delivery, right? They can't get that right. right. It's weird. Well, she said, is there anyone else in your party? And at this point, my friend had actually bailed. She was like, I'm not coming down there. And I was like, that's fine. I get it. Uh, and so she, so she said, when she asked me, she said, is there anyone else in your party? I said, no, it's just me. Like, I just need one place to stand. Do you have that? I just here? need one place this to place. stand. So, but what if I had had a party of three or four people? They wouldn't have been able to put all of us in that little area. Right. So it's a little frustrating. I'm a little annoyed. And... I don't know. I just wish that, yeah, I wish that they were doing better with the technology, especially because to your point, they call themselves, one of these earnings calls, they refer to themselves as the tech company. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not. Yeah, right. No. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I have a virtual queue here that begs to differ. I'm a person who I know how to use an iPhone. Okay. And I'm (laughs) not that old. Whoa. And... Who? How is a grandmother coming in and going to this place? It's not happening. It's almost like they're 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 using the technology and then inadvertently sort of. I'm not saying being ageist, right? But sort of uh, putting a a barrier, like gatekeeping all of this stuff. Where it's like, well, if you can't understand how to use our forms or whatever, I can't do anything. That's why FastPass is sort of ruled because you can just go up and you have a thing. It's a it's a hard copy of a thing that says this is my ticket. I get to go to this thing, but now it's on your and phone. And it's like, yeah. And if you can't figure out on your phone, or if you're having a connection issue, or like in your case, the bar wasn't loading, or whatever, there's no time. What are you gonna do? It's sort of, I hate to like say it's gonna ruin someone's vacation, but it's not gonna leave the best taste in their mouth. You know, even after a day of fun, you try to do World of Color, and you have five kids or you know five people in your party, you can't figure it out. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be a great way to end the day. Well, this is exactly right, because I 
used to go over. You'd get the you'd get the ticket at Grizzly River Run, mm-hmm. and if they were all out of World of Color for that night, you knew it, and you then you it. planned your day around it. Yeah. But this is like. This is like your annoying friend who won't commit to a plan. It's like, you may be, you might be able to watch this tonight, but I might not be able to watch it. I had a dining reservation at seven, which got canceled for all a whole other mishkebabble of reasons. We want to talk about that, but I might not have made it. And also, so like, what if someone had an advanced dinner reservation? They don't know if they're going to be able to make it for this time. They don't know if they're going to be there at showtime one or two. They don't know what that means. It just doesn't seem like, and it's like, when we, uh, what time are we leaving tonight? Are we going to have dinner? I don't know. We might be watching World of Color, but we're not sure. And we, if we, we're not sure if we are. And if we are, we don't know if we're watching it at 9 or 10, 15. Yeah, it, does, like, it, it, th- ah. it, it takes up the last several hours, not several, maybe the last three hours of your, of, of your night, if you, can't, if you can't figure that out. Yeah, I would be really annoyed. I would have been like, your first uh, response. I'm like, eh, I'm, not, I'm not waiting around. Uh, World of Color is cool, but I don't need to see it. I don't need to like not do anything else. That's sort of the prime time of riding rides at those parks is nine o'clock, 10 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. It's also prime time for Jeremy to get in bed. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Our friends at the 21st amendment brewery welcome the warmer weather with the release of their brand new hoppy Pilsner coaster pills with a label that depicts a magical portal into an amusement park of flavors. Coaster pills has a good time around every turn. Coaster Pills is wonderfully clear and bright with a beautiful straw color and tight white bubbles. It has a snappy flavor with crisp lines and wonderful citrus tropical hoppy flavors and aromas. Plus, at 5.4% ABV, it'll help you coast right through your day like only the 21st Amendment can. Coaster Pills, as well as our summertime favorite Hell or High Watermelon Wheat, are available wherever you find great craft beer. That's right. I'm so thrilled. We have a new one. We do. We do. I can't wait to try this beer, too. I got to get out there at some point and get it. Yeah, I am dying to get some tight white bubbles into my mouth right now. <laughs> some crisp lines. It seems like it's good. You did a great job in the read, too. Yeah. You know what? I'm proud of you. Well, thanks, man. You know, I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, why don't you start off with the uh, with our news, our new seggies today? The state of New Jersey is from whence they hail, but they found themselves sitting in an Orlando jail. <laughs> do, you, do you remember not long ago, I spoke here about a pair of New Jersey sisters who found themselves in a dust up at Disney Springs. One of them puked. One of them got naked. One slept yes. in her own vomit. Like, yes, I do. I, yes, I do. Well, good, because New Jersey is once again in the Disney news cycle. This time, a pair of New Jersey brothers Uh caused the incident. Last month, the beloved Rosen Crown pub in the UK section of Epcot is where the trouble started when two New Jersey brothers, Christian and Robert Goodell, were cut off from drinking after being what cast members described as disorderly. The two brothers didn't take that very well, being cut off. They were accompanied by two women in their party, and when they were cut off, the guests began cursing at cast members who called for Disney security to step in. Usually Disney security is not far away at the Rosen Crown. They're ready. They, like, they're, <laughs> okay. they're ready for this. Okay. The, especially when they know New Jersey's on vacation. Yeah. They, they, they beef it up. <clears throat> Disney security then asked the party to leave Epcot. They pointed them toward the International Gateway and gave them instructions on how to get an Uber home. Okay. Christian Goodell is the younger brother at 24. He allegedly threatened to punch the Disney security manager who then radioed for the Orange County Sheriff's deputy for its additional 
help. Uh, According to the deputy's report, he met security at the International Gateway at Epcot, where he witnessed a female and Robert Goodell, the older brother, holding Christian Goodell, the younger brother, back from running back into the park, all while yelling and cursing and causing other guests and children to run away from him. Everyone's (laughs) scared. This just also just makes me feel like, because I have pulled some stunts at those parks, and this just makes me feel so much better. Initially, Robert Goodell was apologizing on his younger brother's behalf. He was Mm -hmm. very, you know, remorseful. The sheriff's report noted that several guests approached them asking for them to step in and do something about the rowdy, inebriated guests. Christian Goodell, according to the report, didn't follow the instructions to get an Uber and instead began to run away on Disney property where he was then tracked down on the walking path behind Jelly Roll's dueling piano bar at Disney's Boardwalk, which, by the way, is a New Jersey Shore-themed hotel. That's where so he felt comfortable. I'm wondering <laughs> if they just thought that they were, like, down on the shore at Seaside Heights, you know, doing their regular thing. Like, that's yeah. how good the theming is at this hotel. That's right. It, t- it took him back. He's like, whoa, yeah. I'm over here. Like, he's, like, fist-bumping in karma. Like, he's not he's not <laughs> down. The deputy was waiting for additional backup when he, at, when he caught up to Christian and asked him his name. Goodell responded just by cursing and insisting that he <laughs> wanted to go to jail. Which oh, is odd. God, I love uh, that. Reaction. Go ahead, take me to jail, bro. I want to go. I love it. Let me do it. Yeah, well, it's, that's, what, it's, that's what it is. You're right. It's yeah. like a challenge to his power. It's like, I don't even care. Yeah, I don't care. You're not going to hurt me. I love you. I live in jail. I literally live for it. The female who was accompanying him held him back from running toward the deputy. (laughs) God. Upon the arrival arrival of further law enforcement, Christian Goodell threw his his female companion to the ground. Nice. Ran down the sidewalk onto the grass, fell twice, at which point deputies were able to catch up. And uh, seduce, oh, su- subdue him. <laughs> they did not say. <laughs> hey, Christian, look, uh, you know, I know you're angry right now, but I just want to tell you that uh, your abs look pretty, pretty good, man. I wonder if you want to <laughs> go back and get a drink. Yeah, we've got you. Now, enjoy this wine and flowers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, subdue him. The now bleeding Christian Goodell <laughs> fought officers in an attempt to not be placed in their vehicle, which is odd for someone who five seconds ago was claiming he couldn't wait to get to jail. Yeah. But now he's fighting. Uh, but they eventually were able to carry him into their police truck. Meanwhile, older brother Robert, Robert Goodell has now allegedly lost his earlier demeanor and is now yelling at deputies asking where his brother is being taken. I want to tell you if your brother is ever put in a police car uh-huh. he's being taken to jail right you're not taking him to the 7-eleven yeah. you're not taking him to the saint regis we're going to walmart uh he needs some new <laughs> new crocs and yeah, this uh target run yeah <laughs> I, I can just i can hear this playing out in my head oh sure yeah Deputies and security told the older Goodell to leave the boardwalk and Disney property or he would be arrested for trespass. They escorted him back to the Walt Disney World Swan Hotel. But just 10 minutes later, Goodell found his way back over to the boardwalk trying (laughs) to locate his brother again. Deputies at that point said, we warned you. We told you to leave. You are now under arrest for trespass. Yeah. The two have pleaded not guilty to numerous 
charges, including trespassing, resisting arrest, and disorderly conduct. And I I didn't write this down, but I believe they have been banned from Disney property as well. I was going to say, yeah, that has to be. I feel like people have been banned for less than that. Yeah, I think yeah. I read that they sent them. They said, you, you know, you're not coming back here. So New Jersey. Uh, Represent the dirty We always chairs. like to put on our best face when we go down to Disney World. <laughs> I love that story. I think it's a great story because you can, everyone's seen multiple episodes or enough episodes of cops to sort of like be able to storyboard that in their head. Like, I feel like I witnessed that fight just by piecing little things together. Yeah, totally have. We've all seen that interaction. It's like a daily cop's job, I think. It's just to deal with. I also don't know why. I don't know why that guy just didn't get tased from the jump. Like, if, if you're being held back from coming to fight me, yeah, yeah, you're going to tase I'm going to tase you. Yes, I'm going to tase you for my safety. People have been shot for less than that. Like it's just like no, you're going to go down and you're going to convulse for a little bit. I wonder if there's a I mean, I'm sure they're allowed to tase someone at some point on Disney property, but yeah. I wonder if maybe they're told to kind of hold off from doing I don't think the guy they probably didn't think he was armed because it's really difficult to get a gun in yeah you know so maybe they didn't feel they needed to use like force like that i don't know but you're right either i mean you have to do a lot less for me to want to tase you (laughs) that's true i mean like me personally or just like the royal you because or both Mm, specifically i do have a set of jason rules where if you cross the line on certain things i'm gonna tase you (laughs) perfect (laughs) i drew them up a few weeks ago (laughs) i'll be sure to keep that in mind when you come here well, Jeremy, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the second quarter earnings call was uh, a couple days ago, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen. I do usually like to listen. Well, I usually like to torture myself, so I do listen, <laughs> but uh, I missed it this time, so I'm glad you're covering it. Bring me up to speed. Yeah, you know, and uh, a, a few sites have, have, you know, covered the news, and I think people are still sort of going through, but like the big news is just the overall health of the company as far as how much they made, how much they lost, and where those things kind of came from. Apparently, Disney did miss the mark in its second quarter of 2022 due to a hefty $1 billion it lost. It said it owed, it said it, quote, owned a customer to early terminate license agreements for film and television content delivered in previous years. It's a really weird phrasation. I feel like that quote was lifted, but basically it's like there were other um, license agreements being used by other companies. Disney had a early termination clause to withdraw those contents. And so they had to do all that. That totaled $1.023 billion. So they were a billion dollars down to sort of rein in their own content. Right. So what they're saying is this isn't, we, we missed the mark, not because of anything structural within how our company is operating, but these, these one-time kind of payout we needed. Exactly to right. Yeah. And I think part of that alludes to the content that they pulled back from, uh, from Netflix. The all six Marvel original series, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, and The Defenders, those were all recently pulled off of Netflix and will be moving to Disney+. Plus. I think they're actually, uh, as of yesterday, you can watch all these uh, shows now on no, actually, uh, March 16th. Well, that's interesting because, you know, Netflix is reporting some issues, you know, you know, with their subscriber base. And now Disney's taking even more of their content away. Yes, exactly. Uh, the revenue of $19.2 billion, that's the revenue of the company, $19.2 billion, was up 23% from a year ago, but also below Wall Street's forecast by about a billion dollars. 
I guess you factor in the payment, and they're sort of right on target. Profit fell 48% to $470 million. Earnings per share of $0.26 were down from $0.50, excluding items, one being a tax hit. Um, The earnings was uh, was $108 per share, up from $0.79. So this is the kind of stuff I don't really understand, but I put it out there in case somebody else is listening. Go, oh, yeah, I get that. Where it's like your profit's short, uh, your earnings were down, but you know, but your your earnings per share was up. I don't, I don't really get any of that. But uh, Disney Company divides its business into two giant segments. One, you have media, entertainment, and parks. Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution includes uh, streaming content, sales, licensing. That sort of wraps in with the studios. Uh, The total media and entertainment division sales increased 9% to $13.6 billion, while operating income fell 32% to $1.9 billion. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Domestically, broadcast saw profit rise on higher affiliate and advertising revenue at ABC, that's good, I guess. You're getting more money over there on TV. The latter fueled by timing of the now uh, slap famous, this reporter says, Academy Awards. So basically they're just saying um, Academy Awards was a big was a big thing <laughs> for them, which, you know, hey, if you get two superstars slapping each other, well, one slapping the other, uh, yeah, that's going to be, you're uh, going to get some revenue. But what? This is the thing. I, would that have made the same amount whether that slap happened? Because... I don't know. Probably. Like, do it, I would assume that advertisers already have paid to be on during the Oscars, right? Like, yeah, that's probably true. But that's maybe probably true. I don't know if the ratings go up. Maybe they get. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But it seems like well, that I, wouldn't. Yeah, I wonder if it's like. I wonder what the ratings were pre and post slap. You know, like yeah. if someone's watching that and then they go, "Oh my god, do you gotta tune in? This is this right. is wild right now." And then, right. uh, you know, I wonder if it's like uh, impressions. Yeah, you know, I would think that the the ratings or the money bump would come from when they're selling it off of this year's ratings for next year. Probably, yeah. But I don't know how this works. So, uh, But more importantly for us, at the parks, sales more than doubled to nearly $6.7 billion from $3.1 billion, And the division swung to an operating profit of $1.8 billion compared to just $400 million loss last year. The recovery here continues despite shakiness in Asia, with Shanghai still closed. Domestic parks are a bright spot financially for the company on higher prices and cost-saving new technology, blah, 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 plus pent-up demand. So last year they lost $400 million. This year they've, they have a profit of $1.8 billion. This is incredible. Yeah. The parks business is uh, one thing that sets Disney apart from streaming rivals like Netflix. Um, all this to say, the weird part is the shares of Disney are, are down. It's very weird. Like a lot of positive news, especially around the parks, especially with streaming, but the stocks aren't really necessarily uh, performing very well. A lot of times, even if the news is good, the stock market isn't so much an indicator of how you just did, but how they think you will continue to perform. Mm, That makes sense. So if, if your business hat showed, if there were things in it that looked weak, 
then the, the stock will continue to drop. Like if their if their earnings are up because of pent up demand, well, then an analyst might say, well, how long is that going to go for? And is this sustainable? Yeah, because in this article that I pulled some of this from, it said that last year's uh, and last fall, they had a high of of nearly one hundred and ninety dollars a share. Now they're at one oh five. Yeah, but they've clearly dominated in the earnings because their their profits are back in the in the red now. Right. In the black? In the black. The good. They're in the black. <laughs> yeah, that's, go, a, that's yeah. good. But also, they're all, there's also just headwinds in the market. Like the whole mar- – they'd be down anyway. The whole market is really in a sell-off right now. So mm. every stock is doing really poorly compared to a year ago. I mean most yeah. most stocks. But, you know, we would maybe expect them to – maybe it's that we should be expecting them to not be down as far as they are. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like a little bit here and there, it's fine. But 105 yeah. bucks. It's time to buy some Disney stock, man. It's pretty low. It's pretty low. CEO Bob Chapek called its domestic parks performance a, quote, standout in the second quarter due to high volume plus high guest spending. Quote, they continue to fire on all cylinders, powered by strong demand, coupled with customized and personalized guest experience enhancements that grew per capita spending by more than 40% versus 2019. It's the second quarter. That's what like every person spend, like how much each person is spending is on average up 40%. Yeah. It's the second quarter in a row. Disney has reported a 40% jump in spending compared to pre pandemic times. So like, you know, we thought, cause we were talking about this, I think after the first quarter, because they were factoring in holidays and stuff like that, how there was a 40% jump, but this is post holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's hard because like, I'm, you know, I'm like the fiscal, the fiscal calendar quarterly, you know, versus like normal quarterly. I feel like this is like old news. <laughs> I'm like, every time I'm, I'm pausing, I'm going versus 2019. Is this from 2020? What's going on? I, but it's just, that's how they report stuff. Uh, well, so if you think about it, what's, what's genie plus that's $15 a day, I think. Yeah. Something like that. I honestly don't and then, know. And then you can spend 10 dollar 10 to 20 i think you know there's another there's another because not all the rides are included in that right interestingly so then you could buy genie plus for 15 and then if you want to get in the other two rides in the park that are not part of genie plus spend another 10 so maybe it's another 20 dollars. so you're spending right away 35 to 40 dollars more just to ride rides once you're already in the park and if the cost of a park ticket that right there is almost the 40%, all they have to do is buy a couple souvenirs and you're, it's, right. it's easily over 40% without even buying a souvenir or almost 40% without buying a souvenir just to ride the rides you would like to ride. Yeah. That previously were free. Correct. Yeah. Specialty purchases like Star Wars Galactic Cruiser and Genie Plus are just some reasons park spending is up. Not to mention ticket prices for Disneyland rose in October of last year and in Walt Disney World just this last February. Prices going up constantly. Disney said in its earnings that it's seeing higher average daily hotel room rates, which is helping to fuel guest spending. And I like that that the phrasation there, they are seeing higher average daily hotel room rates. It's not, it's not within a vacuum and it just, it like performs the way it, you set them. They're literally, just, literally telling you we're charging you extra. That's why we're making more money. Right. Hi, it's not like the customers are like bidding for these rooms. <laughs> right, yeah. Or like, you know what, Disney, that was a nice day. I'm going to give you an extra 40. Yeah. That like was you, really good. Imagine you go to check in and they go, 
Um, okay, I see. So there's somebody who's bidding fifty dollars more a night. So um, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want the the room? Okay, so you'll you'll bid fifty five. Okay, uh, wait here an hour. You might be able to stay. We don't really know. Well, wait to give them an hour to counter your offer, and then you can have the room. <laughs> It is interesting how they wear it. Like, they're just passive observers in all this. Yeah, well, that's I what mean, it is. I don't know. <laughs> Can't figure it out. The Washington Post reported in March that rates were rising sharply at several Disney World hotels. At the Pop Century Resort, a value option near the Epcot theme park, the cheapest room cost $95 in 2013, which is, why, why, why not 2008? I mean, why, it's a long, I don't know, it's a random time to pick. Uh, this year, it had jumped to $168 which is a 77% increase. Rooms at the Port Orleans Riverside and the Animal Kingdom Lodge have climbed over 60% during that same period. And think about it. They used to include free transportation to the airport. That's right. So now on top of that, you have to spend some, pay someone $100 to get your family from the airport too. Yeah. Unbelievable that they can do that. Also, Pop Century for $168 a night. <laughs> I don't think so. You have never seen a room this small in your life. Oh my god! Uh, and there's not even a there's like a there's like a curtain, like a curtain between the where the sinks are and then oh, the rest of the room. Good lord, man! I just you know what's it gonna take? What is it gonna take? Because for all the years I've been doing this show and you know running these shows and getting all this Disney information, forming these dumb opinions and these hot takes. I'm always asking, what is it going to take for people to stop just giving backlash and stop going to the parks and stop sort of enabling this behavior? And I, I don't know where the, every time I think that Disney has drawn a new line in the sand, people just kick it and walk forward. They go, but they're complaining everywhere you look on forums and the Internet and wherever people are pissed that prices are so high. And they're upset that Disney's making so much money and just they're in line in the virtual queues. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're just still going to the parks. They're still paying this 40% extra. When we talked about Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and how they're now charging for stuff that used to be free, everybody was just upset. And now, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'm going to get Lightning Lane. Sure. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Just okay with it. I don't know. I don't know when the majority of people will will change or if they ever will. Yeah. I, have, I really have no idea. What is I, that? It's so weird to me. I believe that there's going to be a reckoning coming because it's a, such a miserable experience to go to these <laughs> parks right now that I think people are probably like, oh, I, we're good for a little while. Like I came away from Disneyland and I was like, no, nah, I'm not rushing back. That was I the curiosity was there for me. But now I'm like, OK. I got it. There's so See, many other things I would rather do. And I also, but I'm also, you know, I'm on this show. I've been an annual pass holder for a long time. I spent exactly $8.50 in the park that day because I was like, I'm not getting food in here. All I am getting is a coffee and this little lime and coconut square, which at Starbucks, real good. Get it. My friend recommended it to me. And that's all I bought. I wasn't going to buy anything else. I brought a water. Smart. So I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting lightning lane. I'm not getting that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing so, it either. I don't know, but there might be, 
there might be more people doing it. I mean, you've got we've got a, sh- a segment coming up. Beth said how to do it without what she's going to do. How did she thirty spend thirty dollars yeah. or something like that? But, uh, but we're also jumping in deeper and like and and talking about an in depth experience over a couple of days going to a Disney park, going to Disneyland, and is it worth it? And that's what we want to know because it just it seems like it's miserable because there's so many people there and it's so expensive to be there. But there's so many people there; it's packed all the time. It, it, whatever boots on the ground. I want to talk to her and it's not one, just a trip recap. Like, well, we did this and then this, but I want to know why I want to know how this experience was because, you know, we're talking about going back to the parks, but every time we talk about it, we speak to someone who goes and like, it's a miserable time. I don't want to go. I'm not, I don't, I hate the crowds anyways, but I don't, I'm not going now in the summertime. I just, we never go in the summer. It's too hot. There's no wind in there as much as I hate the wind out here, but maybe in the fall or the winter, Maybe, but if, if crowds need to back off a little bit. Everyone needs to give Disneyland a, a, a break. It's going to happen. It's just, it is pent up demand. I ab- I absolutely believe that, and I I think it's also at a time where people who are from outside the country can travel to America. They just have to have a negative test to get here, but they can get. You want to go to France, the UK. You want to go back to most of those countries. You don't need to test to get back home. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a lot of international travel coming in because it's relatively low risk for them. But at the same time, to come to America, you have to test negative. So Americans aren't traveling outside the country because we have the risk of getting stuck abroad. Because I'd, if we, you, I'd have so, heard you had that happen. What? Yeah. Yeah. So you have two things happening at once. International people are coming here. And we can't go anywhere. So we have to, like, there's probably added domestic pressure on people traveling to Disney because they can't leave the country or they're worried about leaving the country of not getting back in. Mm-hmm. And then also, but international is going crazy. So I think maybe when the testing thing is lifted and people have more options that they're, you know, options available and they've gotten this out of their system, they'll see maybe, I think. But I'm, I'm no expert. But that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, expert. And we'll come back. We'll finish up the news stories, okay? Okay. All right. Hang on, everybody. It's Ears Up In Depth. We'll be right back. And now, back to the show that ignites your dream wish of imaginations and magical color wonderment of forever. Ears Up. Ooh. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you missed yeah, us. Welcome back. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed that sparkle sound in there. Actually, I don't think I did either. <laughs> I'm did so you, focused did- on my joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, we're usually that's, laughing so hard by yeah. then. That's Charlie's voice, and then he he mixed it for me and put that in there, and he did a good he job. He's a great job. He's a, he's great. He's great. Um, all right, Jared, what's next? Oh no, I forgot to create a rhyme. Oh my, my gosh! Next head- Hold on. Yeah, you got ten seconds. Roses are red, violets are blue. She's suing Disney, sort of on behalf of you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Man, you can't keep this kid down, folks. He'll create a rhyme no matter what. I, you know, you know, you're gonna get a good rhyme when it starts with roses. Or red. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be amazing. And it was. I don't know how to spell this gal's first name. It looks like it's Janelle, so I'm gonna say Janelle. Okay. Janelle Nielsen is suing Disney both as an individual and on behalf of other Dream Key holders for its Magic Kingdom. Or Magic Key Program's no blackout dates policy, which she claims is misleading. 
this lawsuit actually isn't hot news. The fact that it exists, I think we've probably even talked, or maybe we've talked about it on the main show, but this has been out there for a little while. I think she filed it in December. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But last week, a federal judge ruled that her lawsuit can proceed based on its merits. So that is uh, that's definitely a development here. The suit alleges that Disneyland has deceived its most loyal fans by artificially limiting capacity and restriction and restricting reservations for Magic Key holders. So in case you didn't know, Magic Key is the program that replaced Disneyland's annual pass holder program. And of course, you know, if you want to go to the parks, you've got to have the ticket, but you also have to have the reservation. Right, right. Which a lot of people don't really still understand. <laughs> and I don't blame them for that because it's all very confusing. It is. Disney has denied these claims and had sought to have the case completely dismissed. And they were partially successful. Uh, the suit initially was formed of six claims, including violations of the California Consumers Legal Remedies Act, violations of the false advertising law, violations of the unfair competition law, breach of contract, negligent misrepresentation, and concealment non-disclosure. Four of those six have been dismissed. Okay. They said there's no grounds for those. Okay. All right. That's but, fair, I guess. But two of them have been allowed to proceed, and they are the ones pertaining to California's Consumers Legal Remedies Act and breach of contract. The federal judge wrote in his ruling, quote, This court finds that the plaintiff has adequately pled facts supporting how a reasonable consumer may be deceived by the advertisement, which states no blockout dates. Hmm. So what she's saying is, because you can't, there are times where you go and there's no availability, right? But they're saying no blockout dates when they sell this. So uh, it goes on to say, plaintiff argues that ordinary consumers generally understand blockout dates to be dates when tickets, credits, passes, or rewards cannot be used. Right. That's how the common understanding of this is. Correct. That's what I, that's what I take from that for sure. Absolutely. Disney claims Disneyland has been clear about the terms of the Magic Key product. That's their defense. <laughs> <laughs> I do sort of like it when Disney defends themselves in um, in public because it's that like one sentence usually. Like, this is, you know, and that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so Disney says they've been clear, but... As per my genie or my virtual queue, see, you know, who even knows what word is virtual queue, genie plus lightning lane is so many words. Nothing is clear at Disney right now. That defense is wrong. You are not being clear about anything. It's all a big mishkebobble. Yes. The California consumer protections portion of the case will likely hinge on whether a Disneyland Dream Key annual pass constitutes a good or service. Because that's what that law protects, a good or service, which is what she's saying. Okay. Or Disney saying it's not a good the, – the magic key isn't a good or a service. It's a temporary license to come here. So they're saying if it's deemed a temporary license, it doesn't fall, fall under that law. They're not saying we're not screwing you over. They're just saying <laughs> we're doing it under a different name. <laughs> and the law doesn't stop us from doing it under this name. That's true. Yeah, it's not it's not theft. I just took it without asking or paying for it. <laughs> correct, correct. It's called different. Uh, the, the plaintiff alleges that the term no blackout dates is not defined in the advertisement, but that she understood the term to mean that DreamKey pass holders would not be blocked from making theme park reservations whenever Disney was offering park reservations for entrance to the theme parks. That's according to her complaint, which is interesting because what she's saying is, I shouldn't be blocked out 
if there's availability to single day ticket holders. Like if you have availability, you have availability. And that's why this is called a blockout. Or that's why she says it's, she's defining it as a blockout. And it's why she's saying this advertising was deceptive or breach of contract. Uh, It goes on to say, she also understood the advertisements, the advertisement statement that park reservations are subject to availability and are not guaranteed for any specific dates or park to mean that if park reservations were available and being offered to the public, Dream Key holders would be able to use their passes. So Disney has admitted that a blockout day is not defined. They haven't defined that term, which is probably a bit of an issue for them. Yeah. But it claims that it can be reasonably understood to mean that Dream Key pass holders can make reservations whenever Disneyland or Disney California Adventure offer theme park reservations, not when they're just open. (laughs) Which seems, (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a legal scholar, but I think that I, I, I clearly she has a case because federal judge agrees that she has a case. At least he's not saying she's right or wrong, but he at least thinks that this is worth the court's time. Right. According to the response from Nielsen's attorneys, Disney has taken the position that Disneyland has the power to artificially limit theme park reservations and decide when to make Dream Key Passholder reservations available or unavailable. Disney appears to be limiting the number of reservations available to DreamKey pass holders on any given day in order to maximize the number of single day and other passes that they can sell. According to Nielsen's attorneys, this practice directly contradicts Disney's advertised promise that the DreamKey would not be subject to blackout dates. So they're creating their own blackout dates. And it seems that for now, a judge at least believes there's merit to that complaint. And so the lawsuit on two counts will go forward. You know, I, like you, am a legal scholar. Uh, we're <laughs> both really smart about this. I mean, it, it it seems like Disney has created a different category and is still calling blockout dates. You are not free to purchase these no matter what. That's the blockout date as it's understood within the realm of the passes. But if, all you know, there's no, there's no um, inventory to sell... You're not blocked out. You just can't buy it because there's no inventory. So it's sort of like an artificial blockout date, but they're not calling it a blockout date. They're just putting a cap on, and apparently they didn't really explain that part very well. I don't think it's going to be any kind of big of a big deal. Uh, I don't think Disney's going to have to pay like you know restitution or you know it's not going to be a a class action. It's not going to be a, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see it being a, a, a big deal. Honestly, she's trying to get it to go to class action. Cause she's suing, she wants to on behalf of other. Yeah. And I just don't see it like key holders. I, I think know. right now the suits for 5 million. That's insane to me. I just don't, I don't see it going anywhere. Cause it's not, they're not blockout dates. There are no blockout dates for you. We've said that. And there you go. Just the fact that you can't buy them on these other times. Well, that's not really a blockout date. But that's according to Disney's definition, which they're only now defining. Yeah. So know. it's not that they're not allowed to do this, right? Like they're allowed to make limit everything. It's that their advertising was deceptive. She's mm-hmm. saying that they, the verbiage wasn't clear enough. Mm-hmm. So this is yes. really not about like, are they allowed to do it or not allowed to do it? It's about how are they advertising this? And did they breach their contract and misrepresent themselves? I don't know. I kind of think they did. Oh, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll keep your eyes on this one, Jeremy. I love it. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Anytime a, a court case goes 
you know, can proceed against Disney is always a big, a big thing. Correct. So what, because you, whatever the reason, whatever the the outcome, whatever I think is, you know, if it's a dumb case or a beneficial case or whatever, it's still cool because I wonder, you know, I wonder if they're, are they going to like ask for things in discovery? Like what are the numbers? And maybe, maybe we'll get a peek behind the curtain as to how maybe Disney will have to be subpoenaed for how many, passes for the dream key people are available at any given moment and we'll actually get those numbers that would be fascinating to see yeah because if it's like 400 okay maybe this lady has a case but if it's like no these are pretty fair numbers i don't know right and and she'll probably have to produce a lot like you know maybe she has to show like here's how many times i tried to make a reservation and couldn't you know, know just look at the ca- the availability calendar. How far yeah. out does it go before there's a before a person can get in the park? I'm sure we'll see a lot so, of cool screenshots of of their of their reservation system. Yeah, trial that'd be great. I think it's going to be interesting, and uh, I, yeah, I'm just ready to see what happens. And you, but you're right because they have a lot of attorneys. They have a really yeah. powerful, strong legal team, and the fact that they weren't able to get this dismissed outright already, I think, is indicative of something. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, Jeremy, we've talked a lot about Star Wars land and how it sort of didn't really live up to the hype we were promised. Speaking of breach of contract, you know, they're going to put a lot of live entertainment in Star Wars land, have these droids running around, character interactions, all this kind of stuff. Yes. Didn't happen. Budget cuts, quote unquote. Well, there's finally some stuff happening over in Batu, and it works with your data pad game. So in star Wars land, you have a data pad that you can use through the app. I believe it is where you can like unscramble little locked things and, un, you know, scan uh, pieces of cargo that are sitting on the side of, you know, the buildings and sort of interact with stuff as you're either waiting in line or, you know, you're waiting for your reservation to come up at Ogus Cantina or, or whatever. But this one yeah, it sounds called, like a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, I did it for about 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, I did it. Okay. <laughs> I did this thing. It's cool. There you go. You unscramble a thing. You're like, eh, I just, I would rather not waste my phone battery. Battery's precious, man. It really is. Uh, this one is called Batu Bounty Hunters. And as soon as you enter an area like Batu, and this is for the um, Magic Band Plus, which is uh, pretty cool. And I believe that is only in uh, Disney World now, right? We, well, it's interesting. So I think you're getting it. We are getting it. So this isn't this isn't out yet, but it will be soon. So I wonder if it, that timing is going to line up with Disneyland also. I'm not sure. Someone, you may have read about this. Someone actually, one of the stores here accidentally put them out for sale too early. Oh. So people were buying them. Wow. And then Disney, like, it was a whole thing. Disney was like, stop, you know, they had to stop selling them. And I think, I don't know. I think they were like offering for people to bring them back. I, something. They don't want them out there, but people did have them. Okay. So well, that's crazy. Yeah. Just because some store clerk. was like, oh, let's sell this. What are we doing? I need to get my numbers <laughs> up. I need to hit my quota. Well, I believe this is for, um, for Disney world, you know, right now, because a lot of the stuff was, was presented at a, uh, presentation at the contemporary resort out there as part of the ongoing events for the park's 50th anniversary. So, but I'm sure this will come to Disneyland at, at some point too. But anyway, it is called uh, star Wars Batu bounty hunters. And like I said, it works with your magic band plus. And as soon as you enter Batu, the magic band plus will indicate through a color changing lights, haptic buzzing and movement recognition that you've entered an area of immersive interaction. 
In Galaxy's Edge, you'll be able to walk up to an area of engagement with a Bounty Hunter's Guild member to be designated a bounty to track down within the Black Spire outpost. Quote, ultimately, your band is going to lead you to one of the many doors located throughout the land. It's explained to these uh, reporters. Once you arrive, it's going to give you a notification that it's time to take out your thermal scanner on your data pad via the Play Disney Parks app. And this is how you will verify that you have found the correct location. The game operates mostly through a hot and cold system of clues. It lights up green uh, and happy buzzes on your Magic Band Plus, meaning you're getting closer, while red means you, you're not getting closer. you got to turn back. After using the Magic Band Plus as a tracker that leads you to where your bounty is hiding, the Datapad thermal scanner on the Play Disney Parks app is the tool to trap it. You spot a creature through the augmented reality viewer on your phone. Your mission is not complete, though, Jeremy, until you have another interaction with the Bounty Hunter Guild member. So it's basically just World of Warcraft in real life. You go talk to a cast member. They tell you to go do a thing. Your your wrist buzzes for an hour. Your phone dies in your battery. And then you go and then you talk to the cast member again and, you know, whatever. And you get your your whatever. I don't even know what you get. I don't know. I was listening so hard to that and I just couldn't figure out what you <laughs> <laughs> Like... I get it. Like your magic band leads you to something and then you scan it with your phone and then, and that's, that's it. it. I don't know. Like, and then you okay. go back to the cast member. That's all you do. But it, it's interesting where it's, you know, they have the cast member, they give you the quest and then you use the, the um, augmented reality to verify whatever you're doing. So it's like Pokemon go, you know, sure. Yes. Thing. I remember that. It's like that technology thing. So it's really nice that Got Disney it. is bringing some of this tech in okay. But it's just like, so more than ever, people are going to be landscape mode on their phones, waving their phones around, you know, playing the game, which is fine. That's cool. But I, I, to me, it just, I can't help but think it's, it's just a way for cheap entertainment rather than hiring performers. I was just going to say, you know what? I don't have anything against it. Do what you want to do, people. Stare at your phones even more. Like we, you stare at your phone all day long, every day on your couch. It's all you do. Here you are in this wonderful place. Maybe put it down for five seconds. Like it's all here built for you. <laughs> so, but great. Enjoy it because I'll be over watching the Disneyland band. Goodbye. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And loving life. Actually, I won't be because I'm not going back there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Like I said, I, I think it's, it, it's cool that they're bringing stuff to, to Batu, and it's not stuff that you know you, you need to necessarily queue up for. You can sort of just do it at your own pace. But it does feel sort of, I don't know, sort of weird, I guess. But this is technology. So we, we advance technology. It's on our phones. Our technology is, is with us at all times. Might as well tie into that and use that you know, in some regard. I think it's great that Star Wars Land is getting some new stories and some new things that you guys can do when you go. But it just it does seem sort of... I don't know, man. AR monster. I don't know. It buzzes on yeah. your Magic Band Plus. It's just weird. We'll see. Just, I don't know not why I'm going to Disneyland, but I'm sure that there are people who will enjoy it. God bless them. I hope they do. I am not going anywhere near any of this because <laughs> Disneyland is right. my augmented reality. Well, yes, and and at some, I mean, that's sort of internet culture. It's like how how different of an environment do we need to feel like we're in a different environment? Many people go to Disneyland to feel that. But I think for years I've been saying this too many people are going to Disneyland too often and they feel it's their second home or they feel entitled when they're there. They feel like they mm -hmm. own the place. And 
now they need something else to engage them and to make them feel like they're in a different space. And now it's an AR game. Right. I think it's a little too much. I think being in Disneyland should be enough for you. It's a place to go to enjoy with your family, get off your phone, do the thing. I understand. Okay, now the map's on the phone. Okay, well, now my time is on the phone. Okay, well, now I have to book my rides on the phone. Okay, now I have to do this. Okay, so there's already a number of things you have to do on your phone now. Playing the games in the parks, that's not for me. But like you said, people enjoy it. That's great. Have fun. Knock yourselves out. I I just don't, I don't know. I don't really think that that's where we need to be with Disneyland. And when I went to Universal in the fall, when I went to Universal in the fall, I had such a great day because I didn't need my phone at all. <laughs> right. Yes. Because like, I went with like, my friend. We had paper go. fast passes. Yes. Because that's the, what they have. Like you have the, that ticket and you just go like, here I am. And that was it. You didn't, you literally didn't have to look at your phone for anything. <laughs> it was wonderful. I think it's and great. their rides are so good. They don't need any augmented reality because the rides are just real good. So. <laughs> well, well that, that is the other thing where it's like, oh, okay. So Batu is sort of, I mean, Star Wars land is sort of, there's a lot of dead space. Instead of putting, you know, some of these billions of dollars into, I don't know, a stage show or you know hiring people and you know doing like an actual thing it will just you know program some weird monster and then there you go that's it this is what we're mm-hmm. doing so you can walk around the same places same people but now there's gonna be more people in the walkways instead of in the lines for the rides so it's just gonna feel busier yeah and you have to weave around these zombies with their phones waving around maybe i don't know i'm assuming <laughs> but it's not even out yet so who knows it might be the greatest thing ever but anyway, well, that's RGH my... seems to be. I looked in the chat, and RGH says he's so here for it. Yeah, he is. Well, good. He can have so, a, a great time. I'm happy for RGH. Me too. Uh, that's all I got, dear. <laughs> that's all I have. But it's been a pleasure catching up with you as usual. I guess Same. that's not uh, reciprocated. Well, no, I was just looking for the pot, <laughs> man. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you are listening live or if you're going to have to catch the show uh, the next day, which will be Wednesday, on Thursday, we have uh, Budget Bev, where we sent Beverly to Disneyland to see if she could eat comfortably spending $30 for her whole entire day on food and drinks and snacks and stuff like that. I'm excited to hear about this because I want to know if that includes things that she bought outside the park and brought in, like that hot bag of salami she walks around with. It won't. It's just things that buying stuff in the park. Got it. You know, All and right. I told her, I go, do the things you normally do for the park. You know, I don't want you to change your, your routine. So, you know, like at the hotel, she'll eat like the, the, the breakfast there or whatever. That's fine. That doesn't count either. But once you step on this park grounds, everything comes out of that budget. And I want to see if you can do it. And we're going to do that. We're going to talk about, is Disneyland worth going to right now? It's packed. Some of the rides are closed. She was like, oh, yeah, half these rides are closed. Like, the seven biggest rides that they have on the resort are closed. I don't know what's going on. Closed. Yeah. Closed. But we're going to talk about that. And then afterwards, we have the secret show where you can join uh, us. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you should be, because that's how we keep the show running. Oops, wrong button. Um, but... Join us for as little as five bucks a month. You can join us on the secret show where we have a drink recipe for you. And we talk about a bunch of Disney news and all that kind of stuff. Jeremy may join us. I don't know. We'll see. 
Well, I think I'm going to come on the show either way. I just, okay. what I'm debating Great. is I kind of wanted to bring along a Spectre Time segment I've been working on. It's almost done, but I just don't know that I'll be able to have it finished by Thursday. So that okay. was, that was my debate. No pressure. No pressure, dude. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. And until uh, next time, we'll see you in the parks.